So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock. Bringing your inner life to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody. To this Tuesday edition of Everyday Connection, I'm Rico Shields, and just over to my left, Jean Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jean? I'm good, Rick. I'm good. This is good. This is good. We didn't get to your... Is it snowing, freezing, icing? No. Being warm again? Seven degrees. Wow. Seven degrees. Everything's melting. Went to I'm, walk in with my I'm puppies melting. up the road. A yonder. Okay. Yes. Yes. Beautiful, beautiful weather. Is the of course is the dog whisperer still the there? The no. The Pied dog puppy Piper is he gone from his? Uh, Pied puppy Piper is gone. Um, however, uh, it's very nice to know that um, not too far down the street we have. You know, a neighbor who has the best house sitter of all time. And um, if we ever have to go anywhere, we now have somebody who can come sit our dogs who has a reputation for being the pied puppy good pet. at not just taking care of the house, but also that the dogs really love. So there you go. Yeah. And so your dogs already nice. know him and go, you yes. know, Molly's been yes. a bush with him. Did Lukey go? She's been a bush. No, no, oh, the no, old guy with the hips. Little, yeah, yeah. Four hours out in the bush, this guy wouldn't make it. His hips would give out long before then. But, um, yeah, it's all good. I just think that's so cool. That, you know, the house sitter from up the road that just walks down the road and everybody's dogs just fall into line behind him and go bush. And go bush for three or four hours, and then he brings... The dogs all back to their respective houses. I actually got a few pictures of him doing this, and I haven't um, I haven't posted them yet on Facebook, but I will do that. Very these cool. Days. You know, cool. in posting, I'm I know. hopeless with. <laughs> you and me both. I'll get there. But I'm almost caught up. Yeah. I'll, I'll be caught up by tomorrow on the website. Yes. With all of our archive postings of shows and things. Multimedia catering to the masses is uh, complicated. We're back to audio editing and video editing and creating and Yeah, anytime I have to I have to make stuff, it's there goes my there goes my public presence out the window. Right. <laughs> you want me to write a book? Okay, well don't talk to me for six months. I'll get back to you. <laughs> right, don't call us, we'll call you. <laughs> it's kinda of one of those things. Public presence? What public 
public presence are you talking about? Yes, I'm um, sure that some saw your status this morning on Facebook. I'm writing new stuff. Yeah. Do not disturb or something like that. <laughs> Leave me alone. What was it? Um, when you all lived in the small place, you had your, your writing hat that you would put on, literally a hat that you would put on that meant no one could yes. talk. Yes. Yes, because, well, you know, you have to do these things because when you're living yeah. in a small space, and, like, even now, I don't have um, my office, as it were, is Shared an space. open concept. It's an open concept office. It's, I mean, it's perfect for me, but it's... It is a space wants. others pass through, yeah. Yeah, of course. If anybody wants to get from, you know, the upstairs lift space to the downstairs TV space to the downstairs bar, they have to pass right by me. So it is an open concept space. and I'm easily accessible to people, and they tend to forget, oh, she's right there. I think I'll just talk to her. And it's like, um, so I have to I have to be very clear. No, I'm working right now. Yes. Soon, <laughs> right, you know, soon you will have your studio in, in, in which you can go be away. Well, actually, it's going to be sooner than I thought because I'm actually turning, um, before we can build the studio in the garage, we're going to be turning a greenhouse that is attached to the house, which, as of today, has independent heat in it. Um, I'm going to be turning that space into a studio space until we can build the studio above the garage. So I will have my studio a lot sooner than planned. Wow. Which is awesome. And it yeah, it'll be I'm, full of plants and stuff and sunshine and windows. Super excited. Super excited. The whole thing has to be cleaned out, reorganized, so I'm waiting till well, spring. But, but um, I'll definitely I'll have my studio soon, so it's all good. Uh, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Life Fortress of Solitude in the mountains of Canada. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I think, you know, the point has to be made that I did not actively go seeking this stuff out. For our listeners out there, and you just kind um, of specified within what it was in, you were. Blog talk land. Yeah, I just kind of kept running over in my head, you know, and my heart. I think more than my head, but mm-hmm. um, for for a long time, that this is what I desire for my workspace in the future, and I would just run through the features, but I never put a what does it look like. Um, in my head, I was never that specific. I, I certainly never, um, I never went through the motions of where is it going to come from. Um, none of that stuff. Who's going to bring ever, it? How am I going to pay for it? Yeah, none of that stuff was ever in consideration. It was just, this would be nice to have. Um, and it was delivered way sooner than I, I expected and certainly with a lot less effort. On our part, we never had to go actively seeking our dream home. It sort of landed in our lap. So something to keep in mind, yeah. guys, when you're going, you know, through your daily lives is... And just in case you hadn't found Molly yet, it came with a dog and everything. Yeah. <laughs> go figure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's something to keep in mind that, that you know, sometimes the, the best things in life you know, technically they are free because there, there was no energetic expense or cost to this blissful existence that we now have. So, you know, it's very think cool about how it. that works. Yeah, yeah. Is it? 
we haven't had any shows on that subject matter sort of not at all manifestation so do you think he passed i think he did the patient's test the patient's test the guest patient's <laughs> test that we run at the beginning of every show um awesome. and 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 our blog talk podcast listeners who are legion out there can tell you that depending on the subject matter the patient's test can be grueling and long <laughs> we get all excited about sea veg and stuff and wow uh, we'll do that next show. Yeah, we'll do that next show. Update. Uh, well, sometime at the end of the show, we'll figure out what the next show is. We have an, we have another show, I'm sure. Um, but we have a exciting show tonight. I'm looking forward to hearing the whole nine yards. Um, we have with us author and uh, student coming to us live from. Uh, Rutgers University, the campus of Rutgers University um, in New Jersey, Kevon Brown. Kevon, how are you? I'm great. How is everybody? Oh, doing Fantastic. great. We're excited to have you here. Thanks for yes. carving out some time for us. Excited to be here. I can tell so from I really... at... Oh, see there? <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I could just tell from looking at his website that he's busy because everything that he's doing that's on there, then you throw college on top of that, and wow. Yeah, it can, uh, it's a lot to juggle. I'll just put it that way. Just to keep it simple. Yeah, uh, well, we're glad that you're a juggler. <laughs> yeah, it's a rare skill, you see. Do you, do you juggle flaming batons or, or just the um, vols? Uh, you know, I try to mess with it. I, I try to, you know, expand my skills one or the other here and there. Nice. Mix and match. Good yeah. for you. you know, can't be one Love dimension. that. Let, let me know when you get to swords. Um, okay. So I'm curious. I guess I have to ask my question and on we go. Although I think... In your case, I'm probably going to ask another question partway through. But we'll start with who on earth are you and what do you do? I am a writer, blogger, uh, music critic, student, manager at the Campus Center here, and just a thinker. That's, that's I guess that's the best way to round up just about everything I do. Awesome. A thinker. I like a that thinker. answer. I like that. <laughs> a thinker. It's a good answer. So then my next question is, because it's, it's killing me, i got to know. I'm going to have to get my hands on this thing because I want to know. So I'm going to just come right off the top with it. Um, this manipulated perception you speak of. Mm. She doesn't. You have to know our style. She doesn't do any research on our guests, but she has seen your book title and was like, whoa. What is so onward, Ms. Jean? Yes. Because it caught my attention. It really did. I mean, we get some... Okay, we All our guests are fascinating, but that particular title really, really caught my attention. So um, explain, please. Explain to me what is all about, and how did you get there? 
Um, Hero is basically to keep it simple. I mean, we do have all night, but I'm you know I'm I'm a long-winded person. You'll probably learn that, but I'll keep it simple for this. It's basically about a kid that is growing up, and in between his two friends, he's trying to juggle two different worlds, two different cultures, and as he does that, he's kind of pulling from both sides, getting two different perspectives. And he's trying to find himself, basically, as all, most high school kids usually are, trying to find themselves. Even after I learned that, I got out of high school, I learned we really don't find ourselves until, like, halfway through college, in all honesty. So any kid that says they found themselves in high school, I don't want to hear it. But anyway, yeah, it's basically about a kid that's juggling. He's trying to find himself. He's trying to find his way. And the term manipulated perception is because, in a way, honestly, the perceptions that we all have immediately were manipulated by the people around us. And I just happened to pick on this one perception that is manipulated on him as you go later on through the book and you figure out which path he decides, he ends up choosing and you see what path his friends choose. So that's just a simple way to put it. It's a simple way to put a very deep subject. So yeah. how does young Kevon Brown, who, by the way, you don't figure out who you are in college either, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> How do you get to, because you're not very old, my young friend, um, which is not to say that age has anything to do with the inner wisdom. It certainly does not. But how do you get to that point where you're writing about such a deep topic in such a way that young people could actually grasp it? Because that's a, that's a complex accomplishment. You know, I mean, that's not. It's not an easy thing to write a multi-level anything. It's it's and it's not a skill that can be learned. It's a gift. It's something that you just do. So she, she speaks after her three and a half books. <laughs> how do you? How do you? But how do you get there? First of all, like what brought you to writing? When did you that you are a writer? Because you either are a writer or you're not a writer. When yeah. did you discover that? And how did you decide to do this? Is this book based on your own life experiences? I mean, before I was writing, as you know very well, in order to be a writer, you have to be a reader. You have to read a lot. There's no way you could be a writer without reading a lot. That's like rule number one, rule number zero, if that's Absolutely. possible. So. Yeah. You know, I've read a lot. I learned a lot of things, and as I said, I'm a thinker, and I I did a lot of meditating. And in time, I kind of put a lot of concepts together, and I was like, you know what, this would be an interesting book. It's because even now, as you said earlier, yes, you don't really find yourself in college either, but it's kind of a pathway for a lot of kids in high school to find a way, you know, to ask all the right questions. That's what the book is. It really, in a sense, it leaves a lot of windows open so you can kind of now you can go find these answers because that's what I did. I had a lot of questions, and I went and read to find the answers, and that's pretty much how I ended up being a writer because I love weaving these things together in poetic, philosophical fashion and just having people being mesmerized through words. What I find interesting though is that you didn't write something that offered answers. You wrote something to encourage them to ask the question. Which again is a unique trait because there's so many people that they're still even today, and yes, times are changing. Yes, people are becoming more consciously aware that we are, all, you know, in control of our own divine power, so to speak. But 
there's still people out there today who are standing on their pedestal shouting from the top of their lungs that they have the answer, but here's you coming along saying, no, yeah, I read all this stuff, and I learned all this stuff, and I realized that there's still a whole bunch more stuff. So you write a book that encourages them to ask a question, and that's brilliant, because if you can get used to ask, or anybody, young people or old alike, anybody to ask a question and seek out their own answers and that's, you know, a guaranteed recipe for success. Yeah. I mean, uh... So, Kate, how did you tap into that, though, dude? Because you were really young. So did you did you read all this and figure it out in the reading, or did you actually have some firsthand life-challenging experiences that brought you to this realization? Well, it's it's a combination of both of those and the fact that I'm a history major. And as a history major, I'll be the first one to tell you there's no one answer at all. As history keeps getting rewritten over and over with all these different perspectives, we get all these different answers of, oh, no, this is not how it was. It was actually this way. And then you'll get somebody from this plan. They say, no, it was actually this way. And you get about 10 different perspectives for maybe one year in a time period. But as a as a child, I guess I've... I've went through a lot of different things and I learned a lot of different things. And as I grew up, I, I wanted answers for like, you know, why, why life was the way it was while other kids are outside, actually being normal kids, I was the one sitting on the porch trying to figure out why life is the way it is taking on, you know, something that middle-aged people are usually doing, not, you know, 13, 12 year old kids. But I went to college and I started reading and, and the book actually became a combination of the things that I've been through and the things that I've learned all put together. So not only can you learn from it, but you can, you know, you can see it from your point of view because, you know, all little kids go through a lot of the things and all teenagers go through a lot of the things that I describe in the book. So was college where you began writing putting stories together i actually started writing in elementary school it was it's kind of interesting because uh yeah in elementary school i used to just write like little stories and make little books you know like write on the paper and fold it together and make my own book you know and parading like yeah i made my own book meanwhile all the other kids are like literally like once again all the other kids are doing what kids are supposed to be doing i'm over here folding papers together drawing like book covers with paper like yeah this is a book i made you know, lose it like a couple hours later and go do it again. I was drawing comics. I was doing stuff like that. And what actually happened is when I got to high school, I started doing sports. And then I went to college, and I was doing sports as well, but I stopped just about a year or so ago. And it actually came full circle, and I just started writing again. I mean, I've always loved writing. It just, you know, I grew. You find out what you love. You should do what you love. I've always stood by that. Well, that it makes sense to me. I'm not a writer, but I, I, uh, well, sort of. I I talk, and it's the same sort of thing, stringing the words together. And uh, but I know my partner Jean, uh, when she's got something in her that needs to be written, she's really you can't really get her to do anything else. She's kind of worthless. Well, you can try. Yeah, you can try. Chances are pretty good. You're going to get your head bitten off. I mean, yeah, I've tried before, and it wasn't good. Um, so it, it it really is sort of a 
But I find it interesting that in, you were writing in elementary school. You were stringing stories together. You were, um, and you managed to hold on to that rather than sort of lose it in sports or whatever is supposed to be the popular thing. And, you know, like you said, the kids are doing what kids are, they're off playing video games or on the playground or doing whatever, and you're making books. And how, how did you hang on to that creative outlet or, or, or was it, I, I mean, I'm just curious. It, it oftentimes it seems to me that, School and life and concerns knock a lot of that out of a lot of kids by the time they get out of high school. Well, those are actually the things that fuel me, school and life. That's cause that's what I love writing about. I love writing about life and helping people understand it, at least to the best of my abilities. The beautiful thing about me being a writer and me being only, well, I'm 22 now, is that I don't have all the answers. I can only write about what I know, but as I get older, I'll have more and more. And it's kind of cool. Even as I revisit Hero, I'm like, wow, I could have, you know, not only as a writer, I'm thinking things could have been differently, but at the same time, I'm like, well, I have the answer to that now. I have the answer to that now. But I was able to hold on to these things. I would say I have a very vivid and detailed imagination, if anything. And then there's a combination of other things, you know, cartoons, cartoon characters, comics. I also grew up very deep in religion and I paid attention to those stories with depth. And I guess in a way that writing also kind of has like melted inside of my, like my mind and my ability. So it's just, I don't know. I've taken a lot of things around me and added, and I always try to add anything other elements I can. That's just awesome. I think you've got Jane speechless over there, uh, which is hard Hard to do, um, because it. I mean, I remember having a really vivid imagination, and lots of people telling me that uh, when I was young. And it just kind of—I don't know where I put it or shoved it away to. Um, but lost in the shuffle, whatever you know. Um, and so I have tremendous admiration for anybody that. And, and I guess you you held on to it as much as it held on to you, and you just kept, you know, like the sports muscle or or the brain muscle or the, any other, you, you just kept doing it. So it was just part with you all along. Yeah. We encourage we encourage kids often to to uh, uh, write, paint, sing, draw yes. what. Very important. Whatever it is that pulls on you, uh, do that so that you don't lose that. You know, exactly. You learn a lot about that. yourself. You can't. Oh, you're never going to make a living as an artist, so don't be bothering your time with that. And you know, yes. Yeah. No kids ever heard that from a parent. I'm sure. <laughs> well, it's rather disgusting. This this social. Um, I don't know idea ideal that we have surrounding art i mean you either make it really big and you're famous you make millions of dollars or you're never going to make i remember still even last year nobody dare without dare ask me the question now but i remember even still last year telling people i'm an author it's i write books and always 
always the first question. It was never, what do you write about? Or where can I find your books? Or, you know, there was never, the first question was always, oh, can you make money doing that? Wow. And I never got that one. It's, it's done. Yeah. Well, and that's a good well, thing. That's a good uh, thing. No, I've got good. variations of it, variations sure. of that. Like, yeah, you can know, you make a living at that? How or... are the sales doing? Uh, can, can, you're making money? Yeah, how is, oh, my know, God, that, yeah. Stuff like that, yeah. Why yeah. is that, why is that the it, first thing we think of? When somebody shares with us the revelation that they are a creator, that is what they have chosen to do with their life, they create things. Either they paint or they write or, I mean, this, back in the day, I mean, the day, ancient times, not so long ago, being a, a writer was a very prestigious line of work. And now it's almost like you tell somebody that you've written a book, it's like you're, you're second rate citizenry. It's, it's, I, it's, Unless I mean, you've got six-figure sales or your exactly. you know, a Pulitzer exactly. Prize or J.K. Rowling type sales or something like that. Right, I, I right. She, yeah, she's okay I'm now that. Confused as to how we got there. Like, how did we get there? And it just, and how did you not ever find felt like Rick said? Because I mean, you never fell you for that. You never fallen. bought that. You, you could have easily fallen prey to that. Um, coming out at such a young age as this is what, you know, this is where my passion is leading me, this is what I'm going to do, it would have been very easy for somebody to step on your dream, so to speak. Are you just exceedingly stubborn? Or was Actually, there somebody yeah. in the wings saying, don't listen to... <laughs> yeah, stubborn is good. We like stubborn. Yeah. We do. I, I do, anyway. I'm that, and I, I'm... I'm just, you know, I'm a creator. That's what I am naturally, and I block out the rest of the world. I don't really want to hear what they have to say. I know what I'm writing is good, not to be, you know, arrogant or anything, but I know what I'm writing is good, and I know people want to read about it, so I'm going to write it. You know, people say what they want to say. The problem with people is they don't understand that you have to put work in. They only see what, you know, what we and Nikki see in the beginning, which is I have this manuscript, and I'm working on it. It hasn't sold anything yet. They don't see the finishing product. That's kind of what we've come to at this point. You can even leave, use the example of college students trying to find a job right now. Like, you can't find a job without experience, but nobody wants a person that doesn't have experience. They only see the beginning product that first comes out of the school. Nobody wants that, though. They want the finished product. That's what we are. Right. It's an instant thing. I, I blame it all on microwave ovens. That's, that's 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 a great way to start. <laughs> people want people want instant status, instant gratification. You know, yep. is I I want a thirty five year experienced veteran programmer for eight dollars an hour. <clears throat> you know, I mean, it just uh, what? <laughs> How does that? And it because really for the writers, for the artists, for the and I believe everybody's a creator. They they have some creative talent, even if it's engineering or whatever. But um, you can't. You can't. Oh, sorry, I got to interrupt, Rick. You can't say even if it's engineering. Engineering and and electronics and stuff like that is some of the most insane creative genius in the world. I mean, absolutely, what, it is. And Einstein I, was very clear that, in his opinion, art and science both come from the same place. I believe it. That they live in the imagination. 
and and that the mind is then what figures out how to do that. Not that the mind comes up with an idea and then you imagine how to do that. That it, that's backwards. And um, but these people just almost have to do what it is that they do. If nobody ever read what you wrote, you would have to write. You know, you. Yeah. You. Uh, I know Nikki Jean gets she'll writing will wake her up in the middle of the night sometimes. Oh God, yes. Uh, See now, there's a writer. Always writing Jean. something down. It's so annoying, though. I mean, because oh. you, oh, man, you can try and go back to sleep. It's not. I, and I was foolish enough to do that last night, which is why I'm kind of yawny today. Um, I tried to go back to sleep without coming down to my computer, and my other half says to me today when I'm telling him I'm tired, and he's like, well, why don't you just get up and write it down? Exactly. And I'm like, I don't know, I was being stubborn and pigheaded and trying to sleep, and he's like, and now look, you're going to be tired all day. You're going to have to go take a nap because you, you, you never did get back to sleep, did you? I'm like, no, I didn't get back to sleep. <laughs> well, then next time, get up and go write it down. Yes, dear. You know, I mean, it's, why is it my husband knows better than me what I should be doing with my midnight hours when I <laughs> I can't see the forest exactly. for the trees. But <clears throat> can't see the forest for the trees, but it's true. I mean, there's I'll go for months without feeling like I want to write anything. And don't try and force me to not, write. You when, can't get a paragraph out of her. You can't get three sentences. Yeah, out of her. I will like, not. I'll refuse because I'm not going to write crap. If I'm not feeling it, I'm not going to put crap on a piece of paper for you to read. It's not going to happen. But when the muse comes, so to speak, when the muse hits, don't try and stand between me and my pen. Oh, because no. have to go. you might end up getting stabbed by the pen, I'm just Please. saying. <laughs> yes. So so here's here's my question to you, Dan, because we, we love having younger guests because Rick and I, we're, we're old, you know, we're ancient and all that stuff. Um, younger guests on the show who can get through to our younger listenership, what would you say to them then when they, I mean, be it an artist, a painter, a musician, a photographer, mm. any kind of creator, what would you say to them with regards to this drive that they have? Well, first of all, to answer the whole old time, you're only old as you think you are. Everybody has an inner child. The second you let that inner child go, it's over. I'm just, I'm just saying that just to get that out of the way. But that's awesome. Yeah, that's, I love it. I still have mine. I just can't help it. But as far for the the younger, you know, kids and ch- children my age and everyone, teenagers, I would say keep working. Find every book. This is easy for me because I'm a writer, but because somebody like an artist is like, I don't want to read a book, or anybody outside of this field, you know, find every book possible. Find every piece of information possible that will make you better, not only in the aspect of an artist, but if you're trying to actually profit from your work, an aspect as marketing, promotion, anything, like everything. Like if you really love this and this is what you want to do, you'll spend all day doing it, and it won't be, you'll never work a day in your life. And that's the truth. The thing is, people are always going to tell you that you shouldn't do this and that you should take the safe way out, as I like to call it, the safe way. You know, the safe way is go to college, major in something where you get make a lot of money even though you won't like it. Yeah, read you know, read up way. on what's in demand and study that. Exactly. 
Even if you're not good at it, just fight hard. Yeah. Fight hard. Work hard. 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 And sit with tutors for hours and hours trying to figure out math problems and all that. I just had a moment. But, uh, yeah, just, you know, you got to do do what you want to do. Do what you love and just follow it and pound at it every single day. Every day you should lay down and be like, what did I accomplish today? What did I do today to make myself better as an artist? Because... You said, you know, you're a history major. That's what I am. You said, I'm an author. That's what I am. So it's not a some slaving duty labor thing you have to do to, to go to your college studies in history because you get a kick out of that. Uh, yeah, I love history. I, love, I actually get a lot of ideas from history as well. So I'm And so it, 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 the converse is what I guess – people need to also recognize it's true is that if you're going and suffering through what you're doing, you're not doing the right thing. It's not that there's something wrong with what you're doing. I mean, you know, it's nothing wrong with college, it's nothing wrong with high schools, nothing wrong with Votech. But if you're doing, doing what you're doing and you're suffering every morning, you're getting up and going, Oh God, I got to go do this again. You're doing the wrong thing. Oh, you're in the wrong place. That's why we got a bunch of grumpy people walking around. Sadly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, stay away from the grumps. People that don't are getting, have up and, anymore. getting up and having a blast that day because they're doing what they want to do, don't pick up assault rifles and go shoot people. They just don't. <laughs> they're having too much fun, you know. No you time for that. Way up. Uh, yeah, you won't see that at all. <laughs> but, well, it's just a subject that people have been, you know, what's the answer to this? You're the answer to this. Because you're following, you're following. Your heart says this is it, and you're there. You are. Exactly. You just all your heart. Don't, don't please. You don't. You don't want to go down that path because it leads to some ugly places, and none of them are good. (laughs) Especially in that case, none of them are good. You don't want to go down there. No, no, don't want to go down there. It's interesting because. I mentioned earlier that I'd mentioned you to, and you might hear from. I guess it was before the show that you might hear from Janet yeah. Owen, because I promoted the show on Janet's show this morning. And um, I don't think I mentioned to you that the Bill's enterprise is, well, his whole world pretty much now is called Inner Child. His <laughs> Inner Child magazine, Inner Child Publishing. Um, inner Child Radio. Child Radio, you know, Inner Child TV is coming soon. Um, not yet, but yeah, soon. And um, I mean, they finally had to get one website that's just a directory of all their websites. They're doing so much wow. stuff. Bill's busy. And, um, and you know, we, Gene and I talk about being old. Bill's old. But he's <laughs> not that old. He still has an inner child going. But I was about to say, but he's about five. You know, there's, you could not. Bill's a poet, and he loves spoken word performance poetry. And I, I, you couldn't drag him away if there was somebody up at the mic doing something. He'd be there listening. So, uh, uh, we have we have grand appreciation for that hang on to the inner child because that really is what it's about is often is that thing that turns you on when you're five six seven eight years old. 
Oh yeah, you can't you can't get away from that because usually that's where you end up going right back to. That's why that's why I end up going back to. That's it. And uh, inner child. because you know you mentioned cartoons and comics and but it was still all storytelling, you know. So I I say this I'm not a writer and and then my writer friends go you are too. And well, I'm I'm a storyteller. I just often do it with my mouth and not with a pen. But same, same, it, it, sort of. I mean, if somebody's listening, you're a storyteller. Yeah, and and if somebody's reading, you're a storyteller. Exactly. And um, and I think that storytellers are drastically undervalued in our society because, well, I think that people learn stuff. When somebody tells them a story, I don't think people learn anything when people give them a pile of facts. Exactly. That's, that's the key right there, learning how to put facts in the story and lessons in the story. And even in, like, the, the shows that we watch as children, we learn these type of things. You know, like the Barneys and the Hey Arnold to the World. That's my generation. You guys probably don't know about that. But, uh, yeah, about those shows, that's that's the stuff that we learn from. That's the stuff that actually I thrived off of. It. And we're like, you know, I want to do something like that. And I don't know. It's here we are, almost forty minutes in. I guess maybe we ought to take a break. But when we come back from the break, I want to know. Did I ask a pre-break question, a post-break question before the break, Gene? Is that fair? Yeah, go ahead. Absolutely. I want to know if the fact that you were a storyteller, so you were also a story listener. I want to know if that was of some assistance to you in that, oh, see, this is a manipulation of my perception. They're telling me a story. Mm. Uh, mm. So we're going to stew on that while we have some musical relief, and uh, uh, then we're going to mm. see how those manipulated perceptions come together with things. All right. Um, and, uh, Deep thoughts by Rick. Oh, and uh, so what earth prayer again or should we have something what do we do Jean what do you think mix it up I um, I was listening to earth prayer with my morning workout this morning so it's cool oh <laughs> well so we can um, do Aquarius keep our listeners uh, let's do Aquarius we haven't played Aquarius in a little bit let's play Aquarius from Jolene okay sure why not it's our good friend uh, Jolene and uh, with her version of Aquarius and a couple of good words from Gene, and we'll be back in about four minutes. Stay with us, folks. Everybody has a story, a moment in their life that was a turning point that set them upon a path of self-discovery and adventure. Here at Everyday Connection, we value the sharing of those moments, recognizing them to be the inspiring and uplifting gifts that they truly are. We would like to show our appreciation, not just to our guests and sponsors, but to our listeners and supporters who make it possible for us to share those stories. If you would like to support the continued success of Everyday Connection, share your own story, or know somebody whose story can touch the hearts of others, drop by everydayconnection.me and find out how you can become a part of our ever-expanding EC family.
that in a little bit. That was good. Good choice, Jane. It is. Oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well. So. All right. Everybody go visit Jolene. I'll put the link up in the chat room. It'll be on the archive. It's J-O-E-L-E-E-N world.com and, uh, and I've been putting your links up in the chat room, and we'll talk about those when we get to the end. But tell me a little bit more about this uh, manipulating of perception. I mean, surely not not here. Well, hmm. <laughs> if we can pick up off where we left off with the question, yeah, yes, actually. I didn't even think about that until you brought it up. This is why you have your own radio show, because you bring up good questions. The fact that people that I talked to as a child did actually very much influence. I always like to say that people did a lot of talking. You know, you know, you all, you know, you guys, you guys are still young. I'm not going to say you were young. You're still young. You got that, the older, you know, the older uncle or grandfather that talks a lot and nobody listens. They're like, oh, here we go again. He's talking about when he was younger and he's trying to explain to us. Well, the difference was everybody else didn't listen and I did. I happened to listen and I happened to pick up on a lot of the little things that they were talking about. And I just learned that I actually, funny enough, I actually write like there are scenes where I write about stuff like that. But, uh, Excuse me, yeah. I actually happen to pick up on those things. And in a sense, yes, it is a manipulative perception. But another thing that I also picked up from learning through this book is that, you know, 
once again, you can't take everything face value. You gotta you gotta explore. You gotta look. You gotta look at different outlets and kind of put everything together and analyze. You know, kind of like watching the news. You can't just watch CNA. You can't just watch Fox. You got to put them all together and figure out, you know, make your own analysis. Ask your own questions and find your own answers. Oh, wow. What are we going to do, Jane? Kids these days. (laughs) (laughs) They're out of control, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you what. Back in the day, we just, the government oh, said so, God. we said okay. All right. They're thinking for themselves. And, uh, <laughs> what are so, we going to do? Lock them up. Lock them all up. That's Sorry. it. That's it. I'm We're going to have to reorganize it. And they're not hammering on them enough. Um, <laughs> so, so really, I. it's as important uh, uh, you're telling me to be to be a story listener as a storyteller. I'm still under my firm belief, just as I told Nikki in the first part, that the key to being a great writer is reading. I actually read about three times more than I write. So, and in the same aspect, it is way more important to listen than it is to, you know, than to talk. I don't talk much. I actually listen a lot. And, you know, that's how, one, that's how you get story material, and two, that's how you learn. You learn by listening. You learn by example. And you take these examples, you kind of take your own analysis, and you create your own world. And, and, uh, See, there you go, Rick. Yeah. That's why right I had writer's there. block for the last, like, six months, because I've been talking on the damn show way too much. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it, it is. I've said all along. It's that's my writing is the show, and and um, it it's a co-written piece by all you know all our guests and you and all that. But it makes it fun because the ideas bounce off each other, and um, which which brings me to my next observation slash question because I like cutting yes. Rick off because it's fun. Um, no, no, good. <laughs> Your turn. Um, well, oh, it's my turn. Yay. Um, so when you talk about using the stuff that you read as inspiration and, um, you know, listening more, you could marry your, that idea with also like experience, firsthand experience as well, right? Yes. Absolutely. That's way, that's important too, but because your experience as writers, you know, if you can actually describe, like, the aroma you smell, the scene of fright you get when you walk into a room and you find out blankety-blank, things like that, you can actually really get under somebody's skin, get really get in somebody's head and take them there, because that's what I love to do. I love to take people there. They have to feel what I feel. So experience is actually very important. That's, like, one. And then, you know, the writing and the listening is everything else. and Or the reading and the listening is everything else. And, you know, the writing is kind of like, you know, you just do that. It's cool. But... Those all those elements together and the experience yeah, that's very important. Yeah, it's it's a it's your turn. Sort of a, well, it's sort of a blending uh, of your unique experience with your unique passion, and I think it's so awesome that you just sort of have naturally done what. I think we we perhaps have all read somewhere a filmmaker say, you know, somebody says, I want to be a filmmaker. 
what's the first thing I should do? And they said, go watch every movie you can find. Yep. And, and, and a lot of people hear that and they go, ooh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> wrong place. Okay, well, you're you're not a movie maker. Yep, you're in the wrong place. It it it's that way, you know. I mean, I see woodworkers. They they touch every tree, every piece of furniture, every they touch every piece of wood that they come in contact with. Just about, they want to touch it. They want to feel it. They want to see what is it doing over there. Yes. And um, I, you know. Much like I think you would. I I used to live not far from Lukenbach, Texas. That's in the fabled song. And I never saw anybody famous there, but they were famous to me because they were these old farts, they called themselves, <clears throat> that would sit out there in the afternoons after they had done whatever they had to do for themselves in the morning. They would sit out there in the afternoons and uh, drink coffee and pitch washers. But mostly they told stories. And... Oz in heaven. I think that's Rick. what I think that's what the song is about. Is that these songwriters would go there and it wasn't so much about they went there and listened to each other sing. It was that they went there and listened to everybody sing their story, whether they're singing or telling her or throwing a washer at your head. <laughs> they do that sometimes, not often. Guess you got good reflexes. Well. They want to get your attention sometimes. <laughs> Are you listening? Bang. Ow. Ow. <clears throat> yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I completely, completely understand. That's that's what it was. The old farts all sitting in a circle, talking about their life. You know, you're usually trying to get away from them. Well, me, except me and Rick, we weren't trying to get away. The regular kids, they were trying to get away from it. Like, ah, we don't want to hear this. We got other, you know, kid things to do. I obviously was not doing a lot of kid things. I feel like I'm missing out. What if I, I miss? I need to go check this out. But, yeah, that's, you know, I sat there and I listened, and that's why you tell the stories you tell, and that's why I write the stories I write. So are you still, are you still doing that? I mean, because I, I suffer from wanderlust. And it's a horrible, horrible disease because you just can't stay still, you see. It it causes these tremors in your legs that makes you want to go places. <laughs> and I you know, I know I'm not alone in that, but because you're you're settled down, you're going you're going to college. That means you got to be stuck there for a couple of years at least. You be stuck in one place, um, at least to finish school. And then, I mean, do you suffer from it as well? Is that like, do, are you constantly out there seeking new new cool people to learn from and to experience? Well, luckily for me, I have a lot of. You know, chancellors, deans, older people, and teachers, scholars all around me, all around me. And, you know, I just take it all in. I just listen. And where I work, I work at the campus center. They're always here. So I'm always there. I'm always listening, checking it out. And it's all class is the worst. You want to talk about not being able to sleep at night, Nikki? Oh, my God, I can't. Every time I go to class, I learn something. I'm like, oh, my God, that would be a great book. Write this down, write this down, write this down, write this down. You know you know how you got your phone. You, I don't know if you guys dealt with this when you were in school, but you got your phones and you're in class. 
no text. They put your phone on it like, ah, but I'm not really texting. I'm actually trying to write something down. This is really important. I have to write this down because if I lose this, I will kill myself. I've lost a lot of great ideas because I was in class holding them, trying to hold them, but pay attention at the same time. So the whole, actually, school is actually very, you know, it is hard balancing everything, but school is very Yeah, well, like, we, had this, we had this unique thing in school. When when I went to school, it was called a pen and paper, you see. <laughs> and and so when when I would get a really messed up idea in class, you know, I would write it idea. down on my on my pen and paper. Well, and, and the teacher would actually think I was taking notes, you but, see. But so I could. We Americans <laughs> we Americans have a thing for technology. I mean, it's like when we decided to go to space, we I we determined with me everywhere. We determined pens. Everything. We determined pens wouldn't work in space, so we spent like, I don't know, several million dollars developing a pen that'll write underwater in space. Everywhere. Yeah, well, and the, the Russians, Russians used, used a pencil, <laughs> so you know. Um, but yeah, so I, 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 I actually hear you use saying, the voice recorder in my phone now. It has a voice recorder. So I, I use the notes thing all the time. I, my phone's with me all the time because I use yeah, the notes right. thing, and I'm, I'm right. constantly taking notes. Um, and I, I can imagine that that would be very annoying for, <laughs> for a professor in, in any school to have somebody pulling the phone out in the middle of the, the lecture. So I do recommend the pen and paper because you, you can get away with that. See, the thing is, I have, like, OCD, and I don't like to mix everything together. Like usually, uh, I like, you know, my school stuff and my school stuff. My writing stuff. My, notes. my writing stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Everything organized. Hey. And I'm like, ah, oh, I should write this down. But I'm like, ah, oh, I'll ruin my notes. They're nice and clean. This is, you know, the dates there <laughs> like this. That's good. And then the dates on my phone, that's good. I'm supposed to write it here. So I'd rather, you know, take the little rush of, like, pulling my phone out and peeking it, trying to write something down. Like, ah, get off your phone. Ah, oh, this is important. This is important. You know, more important than his class in some ways. So, this is why I'm coming you, to class you, here. You, exactly. Here's here's throwing caution to the wind completely, and I'm going to make a suggestion. Oh, but you know, uh, I would love to know if you actually try this with even one of your professors, and and let me know if it works. Because everybody listening out there who's in school could benefit from this if it actually works. Going to your professor and simply saying, "Dude." I write books, and every once in a while you say something that is absolutely genius that is inspiring me to want to write about it in the future in one of my novels. And the reason I pull out my phone is because I am taking notes about that specifically for – and if you don't believe me, I will show you my book notes. Here they are. And see if he will let you do that. He, she, it will let you do that. Occasionally you say things that are genius. And I want to write that down. Yeah, you use that line. (laughs) I love the way you said that, Jane. I actually had an American lit teacher, and you know, I you know, if we're talking about American literature here, once one thing I love history. Now we're talking about the history of American literature. You might as well forget it. I'm taking notes all over the place, and I told him. And he was like, oh, that is that is phenomenal. That is awesome. You know, I was chatting it up with him. He's, I'm like, he's like, you're always, like, engaged and staring, and you're always really into it. And he's like, and then time to time I see you pull your phone out. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's me taking notes. You know, you're talking about some awesome, awesome topics in here. And he's just, you know, 
he's into it. He's engaged. He loves it. So it's good. The sad thing is, you know, a lot of people pull their phones out anyway. So it's like, does it really matter that I'm telling them I'm pulling my phone out? Will you actually believe me? I guess I really have to show them my notes. I don't know. I, I would just I would just think, I mean, because trying to live in a fully functioning, conscious, fully aware world now, I mean, that's the whole point to this little Earth experiment that we're having. And I would just think that it would probably not only help you, but it would benefit your professors in knowing that what they're saying is, like, legitimately interesting and um, inspiring to you in your future career as an author. And it might help future generations of, of writers out there, you know, just bite the bullet and say, okay, this is who I am, this is what I am. And, yes, everything is is an inspiration to me. Everything is part of, you know, my next story. So I've I've spent the last few years telling people that. I mean, if you interact with me, if you write me emails, if you have conversations with me, if you talk to me about anything that is even remotely fascinating or interesting, chances are you might make it into the into one of my books. Yeah. I'm honest with people that she needs that to I have that disclaimer on their on, on your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Warning, I'm going to write about you in my next book. You should have a mouth Don't put me in the book. You better not put me in the book. I swear to God. I'm like, all right, all right, I got it. Sorry. Uh, you just change names, love. People don't mind it so much when you change names. The names but, have been um, changed to protect the guilty. Uh, I mean the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. But, no, I would just think that it would... I think that it would help to tell them the truth. And then, you know, I mean... Because, yeah, there's going to be other other students that are pulling out their phones. But it doesn't matter. Like you said, I don't give a shit what other people are doing. Not you, Those are your words, my friend, not mine. So, you know, it, it shouldn't matter what the other people are doing. It only matters what you're doing and how you're dealing with what you're doing. And I would that would just be my – if I was a professor, I would love it if a student came up to me and said, yo, if you see me pull out my phone, it's because I'm, I'm, I write books and I'm going to write about – something you talked about today. Because it was genius. I, I would be static through the roof that Cause I, I as a professor, just, was getting through to my students. There you go. You just tell them, look, I figured that taking a quick note on my cell phone would be less disruptive to your class than a standing ovation. So, Wow, that's a good one. <laughs> wow. Oh. You know. So you put those two lines together and you have a win-win scenario. No professor is going to tell you no. Guaranteed. No, none of them are going to tell you no. And you will have made their day, too. That's what I'm just thinking, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. Because, you know, it, it's less about how many people. I, from watching Jane, it's less about how many. Yeah, sure, bestsellers and getting rich and stuff is all cool. But when somebody, like, sends her a heartfelt, you know, listen to the part and this chapter and then I did this and it made me realize this and it, she's good for another year. One letter like that. Yes, every once in a while I get emails like that. That, that like makes my life pretty much awesome because that means you, you know, you can't, you, you know, you connected with somebody and it's awesome to get that. I was going to say, I bet you do get some because uh, uh, you have quite the inspiring story. My friend. And, uh, Indeed. 
And speaking of inspiring stories, because we are getting short on time, how for our podcast listeners, the legions of them that there thousands are, and you know them. we love you, thousands of you that are out there listening in podcast land, we love you and we appreciate you. Um, how can they find you and how can they order this book? How can I get my hands on this book? Tell me. Okay. Hero is available on Amazon and also on my website, which is wr86brown.wix.com slash Brown. So you can also, you know, you can get updates there. And then, you know, you can get me on Twitter at Prodigy with a pen. And I have a Facebook page as well, which is just simply Kevin Brown. So I do all my updates and everything through that. Yeah. And you have another one coming out soon as well, do you not? And you're, of course, going to come on the show and talk to us about it once it gets released. I hope. Oh, absolutely. We're definitely doing this again. We have too much fun. Uh, yeah, it's called, <laughs> called... Goal Accomplished. Yes. Time to spare. They got me. Uh, it's called Stick Stones and a Broken Heart, and that's coming out. Well, the date is February 27th, but, you know, I'm kind of a perfectionist, and between me and my editor, we've been talking, and we're trying to hammer out a few other things. So there's a there's actually a, a slight possibility that the date could be pushed back. So we're we're going to mm. see what's going on with that. But, yeah, Stick Stones and a Broken Heart. There's already a trailer up on it for it on YouTube. Actually, I actually have book trailers as well. They're on YouTube. And I yeah. usually post those up on the website as well, so people can also check that out. Awesome. And a, I love book trailers. The book trailers are pretty cool, actually. I've, I've checked them out, and they're, I'm liking it. Yes, I love it. It's kind of like, you know, Nikki, as writers, we just, it's, that's really, like, the best way to, like, make your reader feel what you feel. Like, you can take the music you want. You can take the words. It's kind of like the way I look at it is it's like, like it's like going to a poetry night and watching somebody up on stage and reciting a poem. It's kind of like that. And some people got mad at me because they're like, "Oh my God, you said it so fast, I couldn't hear what you said." I'm like, "No, this is poetry in motion. You have to feel it. You have to mm-hmm. be there." And maybe I sound kind of crazy and weird saying it, but you know, that's that's the way it is. You got to feel it. You got to be there. I'm trying to give you, like, I'm telling you what's going on. So yeah, I love. I love that's the that's a really good point. Man, so I actually have book trailers up, but that was before I had um, – I, I did them myself, of course, being the self-published author guru that I am. Um, but that was before I had the uh, technology that I have now. So I have to revisit those trailers and remake them to make yeah, she, them more dynamic. So she thanks works for a reminder, for a, man. She works for an awesome company that, you know, mm-hmm. good equipment. you got to have good equipment, good tools. Oh, yeah. The technology yeah, again. Absolutely. Fortunately, all she really needs, all she has to have is a pen. But and, and and if she didn't have one, she'd be scratching on the walls of the caves with rocks, I'm telling you. This one. <laughs> and it sounds like you as well. And so uh looking forward to Which is awesome. Uh it's just awesome. And that you're willing to do it. It's awesome. what's really awesome. I think a lot of people have inspiration, but I don't know. I choked mine away for years. I don't know where it went. I don't know how I found it. But that's what, you know what, and that's I think that's all you young people out there listening, um, and this is why we have so much respect and so much love for your generation because you guys have not allowed anybody to stand in your way of your your desire and drive to create. Um, so you know, thanks for reminding us oldies 
about that inner child. And thanks for reminding us oldies that it's okay to just be who you are and go after that passion. And I think that um, I think it's awesome. This generation that's coming up and out is just freaking phenomenal. Phenomenal. And and phenomenal. it is. I think once again, as it should be, just like we're saying, if you want to be a great writer, be a good, great reader. If you want to be a great storyteller, be a great story listener. You should always be a teacher and a student in all situations. And, and uh, because there's a lot we can learn from kids and there's a lot that they can learn from us. Yes. But they need not learn everything from us, nor vice versa. You know, it's one of those things. But no more of this take it or leave it thing, really. Mm. Or you'll be excommunicated. Oh. Oh, wait, that's a whole other wait, show. A whole other show. <laughs> You'll be kicked out of the boys' club in the treehouse. That's where it starts. Absolutely. Lord of the Flies, here we go. Oh, Ooh, good one. Yeah. Speaking uh, of other shows, my friends, we have um, we have some people coming, I think. We have people coming. We have people coming? We do. Is it time already? We have a little time. No, can't be time. I was. Uh, wow! See, my clock lied to me. I'm sorry. Yay! We have more time. Yeah, we got about we got about 20 minutes, but we do have we do have some really cool stuff okay. coming. Um, but well, we'll get uh, to that later. We have some really cool stuff here. So pardon me, my clock lied to me. Wow! I need to fix that. Apparently. And I just want to maybe touch on for any of the storytellers that are out there, maybe still in high school or because we, Jean in particular, with all of the youth projects she's done, has a lot of young folks that are on her friends list and I on mine. And, and uh, uh, you know, that whether they're telling stories, like we said, you'd be scratching on the cave walls with a rock. So whether they're telling stories with spray paint or, in a notebook or on the back of a grocery bag, if they just feel that way about it and are telling stories or telling stories with their, with their mouth or singing or whatever that is, um, that it's also okay to like something like history where you're going to be going to school for a long time that you don't have to say, you know, well, it all comes from the heart, so I don't need to study anything, not the old-fashioned stuff, because I've heard that before. It, there's this guy, Rico Shields, said that a lot when he was a kid. I don't know where it came from. Um, so what would you what would you tell them, you know, if, if people tell them they're not cool because they want to write stories or go to the library and read a book? Art is, in some sense, as artists, all of us, from singers, writers, painters, we're all looking for something. We're all looking for something very special. We're trying to, like, harness that special place and kind of discover it in our own particular way. But when you really look at it, as an artist, one of the things that you really learn at the end of the day is who you are. So I would tell those people that are trying to, you know, 
diss or push down the whole art thing that you obviously, you know, maybe you need to go find out who you are. Because we know who we are. We know what we want to do. We know how we're going to change the world. And we know exactly what we're doing. So. See, I'm glad we now, weren't out of time. We would have missed that. Tomorrow, I'm working on an audio reel for... Um, for a video that's going to explain what the hell Everyday Connection is all about. And I'm so that's glad right you're on the show before. Because <laughs> I'm going to pull that sound bite and I'm going to put it right at the front of the wheel. And um, that's going to be the first thing that people hear when they, you know, hit that Everyday, what is Everyday Connection radio? Because, damn, yeah, that's it. That's it exactly. And I don't think either of us, Rick, could... You have said it better. I and, couldn't have said no, it better. And, and and it doesn't stop necessarily, folks, because you turn 21 or you turn 25 or you turn 30 or you sell a million books. You know, I have in recent history said something about, you know, well, the radio show is going really well, blah, 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 and had a response from family members of, do you make any money doing that? And, you know, this is 2013, that we should be over that by now, but... Apparently we're not, but it's okay. You don't have to give in. You don't have to let go of what turns you on, you know? And art is art. It doesn't, you know, I'm not saying that writing a novel is better than rapping, but it's not any, it's it's not any worse. It's not any, it's really not even different. It's just how he expresses himself. And whatever it is that you use to express yourself, get a hold of it. Chase yes. it. Follow it. Run with it. Treat it like your best friend. Go run and play with it, and you will have so much fun. Inner child. And don't don't limit yourself in your definition of what art is either. I mean, um, my my brother is a robotics engineer, and we were discussing once this the thing that artists and authors, I'm sure that. You guys know exactly what I'm talking about. The zoning out thing that you do or zoning in, whatever way you want to talk about it or describe it as, you zone. So you're so focused on this thing that you're creating, be it a piece of literature or a painting or whatever, that you're, you know, the world literally ceases to exist for a, a brief or extended period of time, depending on how long you're creating for Um and we were talking about that. That's how he is when he's playing with wires and when he's doing electrical work. Um, and I said, but that's because you're an artist. And he looks at me and he said, you know, he said, people don't ever think of it that way. But yeah, in a sense, I guess I am. And I was like, well, yeah, you are. You know, you're a genius creator who can do things with electronics and mechanics that I can't even wrap my head around the concept of. Um, so, so if you're young and you're listening to this show, do not limit yourself with a perception of what art and creation is. I mean, if your expression of creation is to build a car, then that is super cool. Good for you. Build a car. Do that. Build and, a car. And, and and don't hold don't hold yourself there if something you know gets a hold of you because you might have some. I like to I like to tell stories and make little fold over books and pretty soon you're a published author. 
attending Rutgers and doing, it seems, quite well. <laughs> and, 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 but the point is, he likes it. Okay? Yeah. That's the point. Mm-hmm. And you can like it, too, this thing called life. Mm-hmm. Just, you know what you like. Go there. And yeah, follow I mean, that really, where, if you, if you when like you pull that fake, thread, go. Do that. And because you never know where it might lead. You just never know. People are afraid their perceptions are manipulated. Did I mention that Bill, our friend, is from New Jersey? He's given uh, in our chat room shout outs to Woodbury. Practically neighbors. Wow, you said Woodbury? Mm-hmm. That's what he said. Yeah, practically neighbors. Where you at, Bill? I can't remember. He'll he'll type it in the chat room in a second. But we've yeah. done Bill's bio yeah. on the show. He was from there. Wow. He's in Camden County. Oh wow, that's yeah, that's really close. And wow. uh, yeah, as, as I said, we've got lots of friends up in New Jersey. I don't know what's up with that, but I'm coming sometime this spring up to New Jersey to meet some of these various and sundry different folks. So. True. We have a whole slew of listeners, actually, the Joysy Gulls. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the whole Shout out to the Joysy Gulls. I know you out there. Yeah. Joysy Gulls. They I don't always you. make it in the chat room. We we uh, <laughs> sometimes get overactive uh, chats, and but we always get podcast listens by the hundreds and, well, 1,300 Probably. or so a week. I don't know, thousands. So, yeah, Waterford Works. Chesselhurst, something, Jersey, I guess, in Camden County. So you definitely have to check out. It's just just www.iaminnerchild.com. I think it's .com. I'm sure Bill put the link in and will do it again for us. Um, so after the, I mean, you've got you've got one more book coming out. Um, which you're going to come back and talk about because that's going to be fun because mm-hmm. you're fun. Be awesome. um, what's next for you? I mean, what are you going to do with this college degree thing that you're getting? Oh, my mission is straight up to be a writer. That's it. I want to be a writer. That's the bottom line. I don't believe in plan B. That's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. That's what it is. Plan B. That's awesome. All right. Hey, making That's a plan cool. B is just a really good way to make sure plan A don't work out. Exactly. You put <laughs> too much energy by that. But, uh, yeah, I actually have several other books in the works. Me and my editor, we're always working. I'm always plotting. I'm actually, yeah, I'm already working on my third novel now. Right, it doesn't stop. So. Yeah, the notes notes stop. are constantly going into the cell phone. So. Oh, yeah. 3.30 in the morning. It's a growing thing. Oh, man. It's a living thing. Me. I just. I I just just today started a new a new book like just Ooh, the one that got it, you up in the middle of the night that you tried to fight you just yeah started. and I I know now you know from you might experience get some sleep that, tonight the next no 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 I might not because well you might not but you might every day, you no no I I will day. not I will not get sleep tonight because I know that the things that were going through my mind last night did not get expressed properly on paper today. So uh, they will come back because they always come back at night. So There's nothing else invading my territory. My point is I'm not going to get sleep for the next, like, two months. 
<laughs> yeah, so the the takeaway is really from painting cars to quantum physics. I mean, really, you know, if the yeah. dis- the Discovery Channel does your thing, you know, love the shit on it too. And you're you're you know, you're always drawn to the astronomers and the Michio Kakos and the, the uh, David Suzuki's of the world. They went to a lot of college and Really, a lot of it, my takeaway about college is it's less about learning a pile of facts and more about learning how to think and exploring who you are more. That's mm-hmm. all. That's all. If that's your subject. If your subject is singing like uh, my goddaughter wants to do, then you get your vocal coach and you go to work. You know, it's what you do. And, uh, uh, I always tell my daughter, or you go to um, play. <laughs> if you're going to go for college, go for the experience of college. Don't go because it's going to define your future career. Go for the experience of going to college because your future career is going to define itself regardless. Yeah. And because and, I'm sure you enjoy the fact that, you know, like you were talking about American Lit. So here's a class where you get to read stuff together with other people that are reading stuff, and then you get to talk about it and have, like, intelligent conversation about what you just read. And that's just, like, a blast for a storyteller. I know. Yeah, sure. And and so find your blast and get on it. Play play with yourself. Wait, that's bad. Play play with passions. See? I always get one of those every show somewhere. Somewhere. Wow. Oh, I get one of every show, really. No. Our sensuality and spirituality show is not until next month, Rick, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. He's getting ready ahead of time, apparently. Yeah. I, I got to move that rim shot thing and out of the R's and get it up closer to the top of the sound list so I can find it when I need it. But, um, it when you need it. no, I kind of did it that. a lot later. To, <laughs> Jolt everybody, um, because it is. It's that important. It's way more important that you follow your passion than what your passion is. That just really doesn't matter. And you say, well, nobody else on the whole planet does this. Well, good. Start. <laughs> now somebody yeah. will be doing it. How cool is that? But also you say, well, there's thousands of writers. Well, yeah, it's going to be thousands more. Stories will be told from time immemorial to time immemorial or unimaginable or what are you? Time immemorial is the past, whatever is the long way in the future. Over there. Um, Because sitting around the campfire telling stories is just cool. It's fun. Awesome. And uh, that's what we do hanging out here. So. Let's see. We do have people coming. So we'll just see who we got coming. Maybe maybe Bill will tell us who he's got coming. Uh, oh, we have Ilya and Neil uh, coming Thursday to talk about the uh, Cosmic Reunion again. A new, well, another yeah. new one. But uh, they'll be coming to visit with us again. And uh, uh, then we have more writers and more writers. Oh, and then a singer. On that, right around the time that I, I've been inspired, that's the word we'll use today, because 
we're not going to talk about what kind of book this is until it comes out. Um, I've been inspired to write a new novel. Um, we all of a sudden have all these authors coming on. Like, we have crazy, crazy and, amount of authors booked in I, next month. I have to tell you that as our author in residence, it's not been unusual during our career for me to ask her for, you know, could you give me a little squib about this or a thing about that? She wouldn't even write a description of shows. She was just like <laughs> off the pen, okay? And and you watch, folks. She's going to be tired till Thursday, I bet you money. I'll mm. be bugging her to go to bed, but you watch. She'll be tired on Thursday because she's got the bug again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. If I'm a bit dopey during the shows, I do apologize. But, I mean, hey, All right. the pen calls, the pen calls. Yeah. Makes me want to play that vocal piece of yours about out pen parry thrust thrust something. Oh, thrust thrust lunge. Do we have that still? Let me see. I've got it. I'm pushing oh, why don't buttons. we play it out pushing at the end of the show? Here things are happening. Um, so the outro. We can do yeah. that. We'll use that to play ourselves out. We have the out. power. Uh, he'll. Oh, we do. All right. Kevin will really enjoy it. So, I think before so. we do that, I want to say thanks for. Uh, like I said, carving some time out for us to hang out and tell stories. And, and uh, wow, what a story it is, sir. Uh, oh, brilliant. Admiration and, and uh, heart hugs. And uh, uh, I'm sure Love that. Love and respect. Uh, uh, I'm sure you'll hear from Bill and Janet. Now, in fact, I'll, you know, send you their information too. Because uh, uh, they're. They're cool folks, and they like cool folks, and they like to have fun on the radio, too. Their show's two hours, so you really get to talk. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm long-winded. That'll work. Yeah, yeah. And because um, they have, good grief, Bill, y'all got like 15 shows a week now, 20 shows a week. I don't know. They, they're busy. They're on the radio a lot. A lot. Well, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for Inner Child TV because, yeah. you know, I mean – that that's when that's when we'll be willing to to switch over. Twelve, holy crap, Bill! You Twelve got so shows much a week. going on, buddy. Twelve and, shows a week. It's and crazy. and crazy, not working crazy. a day. Bill's over there just having fun. I can tell you now. I can tell you now. I hear him. Uh, all right, so there you go, Jean. Next guest is booked. Nikki Jean. <laughs> Yeah, we're talking about a surprise guest in the chat room right now. Um, See, always cooking something up for you guys. And uh, absolutely. absolutely, we're not going to play the closing piece. I'll just uh, I'll whip our website out right quick. It's everydayconnection.me because it's always all about me, no matter who's reading the line. And uh, uh, this show will be up within 24 hours anyway, in an archive with the links to all the stuff that we've talked about tonight. And um, uh, get a copy of this book because it sounds awesome. awesome. And you never know. Hearing a story might help you see if there's manipulated perception going on around you. Never know. Just never know. Never know. But these writers, Outpin, Perry, Thrust, something. Jean right. Victorian, uh, Crashing Back to Earth. It's the name of the book. Yeah. Available in its uh, raw format up on Amazon right now. Just put in Jean Victoria Norlock or Crashing Back to Earth, and you can get it on your Kindle. 
Is it still 99 cents? It's still 99 cents because... Um, and, uh, but you won't have to worry, Kevin. Because if it works? We'll, uh, we'll send you a copy of Truth. or You can send him Truth? What are you going to send him? I have to send him Truth because Crashing Back to Earth is not, not edited. Right, He's yeah. OCD. It can drive him up the freaking wall. <laughs> yep, wall, and I'm not OCD. I'm CDO. It's kind of like OCD, but the letters are in alphabetical order like they belong. Ah. <laughs> so um, yeah, for all for all our readers out there, it's not edited for a reason. You'll understand once you read the book, and that's also why it's ninety nine cents because we wanted to make it immediately available. accessible to people. It available. Um, it, it's a great story, but anyway, um, here we'll have an excerpt from it. Uh, just a little over three minutes, so stay with it. It's really you'll enjoy this piece, everybody, and. Uh, uh, I guess we'll see you on Thursday. Uh, and you hang with us too, Kevin, because we want to talk to you when we get done. And uh, all right. about all the more fun we're going to have. So, very cool. Nice. Uh, pens, authors, writers. In every person's life, there comes a time when they find themselves lost in a sea of doubt. You know what? You've heard those words before. There is no point in stating the obvious. I vowed to myself that if I was to take on a project such as this, I would pour as much of my heart and soul into it as I could without bleeding myself dry. Using outdated and overused sayings and ideals to get my message through would be an insult to you and the purpose of this work, so I won't waste your time. You need to see me, hear me, and feel the real me if my words are going to set your spirit free. So this is me telling you that in my world there's no room for dwelling on mistakes or misfortunes. There's no time to whine and pout about our sorrows. If that seems harsh, then so be it. Harsh is what it must be if that is what it takes to inspire you to action. Every person reading or hearing this has known what it means to lose faith. Each and every one of you has tasted the bitterness of defeat, looked into the eyes of loss. Even if it was only the smallest of things that you have been forced to give up, you know from personal experience how much it hurts to have something you cherish taken away. The magical, wonderful thing about this is that you are still here. You did not quit. You did not give up. You did not walk away from or hide from the challenges that life presents. You lived. You will continue to do so, growing stronger each day in the knowledge that by the power of your will, by the discovery of your own inner strength and courage, you will be here to fight another day. There are those out there who would claim that merely writing or saying the words is not enough that the stories we share do not have a large enough impact on our world. I admit this idea had me folding in on myself. For one such as me, whose passion it is to learn and share through her writing the things she has seen, the thought of my contribution not being enough came close to destroying the very core of who I am. Yet when I took the time to reflect on it, I realized just how powerful words can be. They say the pen is mightier than the sword. So I say, out pen, parry, parry, thrust, lunge, out pen for victory. But what does that mean? It means that there is never a time when it is okay to say I give up. It means that there is never a time when it is okay to say I give in. It means that there is never a time when it is okay to say I can't. You can. You will. You are.
kill the show here. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com.